This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Yes, yes. Welcome in to the Tim McKernan Show. My name is Tim McKernan, as if you didn't know. Oh, that's Action Jackson. We're in the HomeLoanExpert.com studios. Here's, what do we call this, Odyssey and Media? Is that the thing we just did before? We're doing four shows today. They're all just blending together. The director of sales, the great Keith Krause. Uh, I'm a Keith Krause lemming, by the way, for the record. Yeah, he's awesome. And he was just in uh, the studio. And he goes, is this your third show today? How many hours are you doing? I go, Thir- three or four, because we still have the one at Maggie O'Brien's tonight. Uh, it is the Dotem pre-party, for those of you who will be listening on Wednesday, May 17th, 2023. Uh, Maggie O'Brien's Sunset Hills. Come on out and see just how hot I am. But I woke up, I don't think it was 2.30, actually. Now, in hindsight, I think it was about 3. And I made the mistake. The mistake that I tell people not to do, I did. Total hypocrite. I looked at my phone. Yeah. And then it's over. Blue light gets you bad. But for me, I don't know if it's the blue light so much as my mind just starts going. Right. God damn it. But I'm like, oh, I think it might be five, so I'll get up. Right. And I'll go enjoy my coffee. It's my favorite, quiet, wonderful... The only person I text with at that time is you. That's true, yeah. And so, and then I saw a three and I go, fuck me. So I'm completely out of sorts. We still have another show to do. I'd like to play my fan page club championship match against Cletus today, but I'd be so negative EV. And if we were playing for like the old money, I'd go, fuck it, I'll just get it knocked out so I don't have to deal with it on Saturday. But I'm kind of like, I'd like to win. But here's, let me ask you this. I got a couple things for you. All right. HomeLoanExpert.com studios. James Carlton, Mark Hanna, Munganass St. Louis Acura, Seth Goldcamp, Designer Heating and Cooling. Those are the people who make this podcast possible. You make this podcast possible. Not you, Jackson. No, I know. (laughs) Listeners, Team McKernan at InsideSTL.com. We're getting to a point now. I don't know what's happened. I don't know why this has picked up. Maybe it's the 101 listeners who have discovered it, which who would have thought, uh, where we're getting so many emails that I'm now just, we're like two months behind in the emails. And some of them erotic stories, too. What if balloon party listeners are sending an erotic story? It'd be kind of like the one we got a couple weeks ago where a guy <laughs> wanted to masturbate really badly, but his wife came home. That would be like the best one they could serve us. Maybe that was a blue party listener. <laughs> uh, what the fuck was I going to say? I don't even know anymore. About, was was about, you're talking about your fan page club championship match. Oh, yeah. Oh, let me ask you this. All I right. got a cup because it's going to tie into the one that I have at All the top right. of the, because it's titled QFTA, this might piss you off. That's how you get to the top of the yeah, list, by the way. If I were to win the fan page club championship, mm-hmm. and I would tell you that I have a... I'll say 5% chance of winning. I think that's my math. I'm mm-hmm. 20 to 1. It's a net event. Not, neither here nor there. And I and, and let's say nobody chopped, which I don't think would be, and I won $2,500. Would there be an expectation that I give the money away? Ooh. Yeah, no. So, I, oh, you don't think so? I don't think an expectation, like, no, that would, that would no. No. I don't think there would be an expectation to give the money away. Uh-uh. Really? Mm-mm. Because... No, I don't think. Okay. I don't think if it was like, if for whatever reason, and if you know, if we had like a field of six thousand four hundred, and the and the money was like half a million dollars, 
How wonderful would that be? Right. It would take seven God, years. That'd be great if we could put that together, though. <laughs> yeah. But like, if there was like a crazy amount of idea. money, and not saying the twenty five hundred is like not a lot of money, it obviously is, but relatively, like if it was like, have, then some part of it, there would be like a portion of it, yeah. But twenty five hundred, that's just you. You won six matches and you won the money. So right. No, I, I mean, don't if you price it out on the hourly rate, it's not really a lot of sweat know. equity in there. Right. So I was thinking about that because I'm like. I'm playing decent right now, mm-hmm. and I'm like, this could theoretically happen oh, yeah. because I'm not going to just go, okay, I'm going to forfeit or fuck it, I just want to go home. <laughs> I'm actually going to play, and it's still a net event, so you still have the the variables and right. giving pops or getting pops, whatever. But I was like, eh, who was I was talking to one of the guys I was with the other day, and I go, I think if I won, because they were asking me how the event worked, I said, I think if I won, though, there would be a portion of the audience, certainly the whatever, like the religious right, so to speak, of the audience. Not necessarily religious people, but the people that I, you know, wouldn't really want to mm-hmm. hang out with. Uh, who would bitch that I kept the money. So I'm like, now, now do, am I really playing for $2,500? See what I'm saying? Oh, I think, I don't think, I think people like would Like if bitch. Iggy were to win it, I know he WD'd. Right. But if Iggy were, there'd be like a parade. Yeah, there would. There would be a parade inside my city. Yeah, um, yeah there would be a big parade. But I, I think people will bitch. You do think so? Oh yeah. Okay, so then that was my question. But not, but not about you like keeping the money. It would be like, it'd be like, oh Tim and his handy. Like that would be like the. I'd be accused of being a sandbagger. Probably as yeah. a four. Yeah. So what? I'm a I'm a scratch player who's a vanity cap. But really, that's I'm just, where you're going. I'm, I'm just theorizing what like because people want. Because well, you initially said I wa- they wouldn't bitch, and I'm like, oh good, then I really can. Then I won't ask Cletus to play today. They won't bitch about you keeping the money. They'll just bitch in general. When I say they, it's like such a small portion. Oh, I know, right? but yeah. I, that's, that, that's, but that's what we're kind of talking okay. about. Yeah. Okay. So I was just curious about that. All right, then that leads me to what is the leadoff hitter here today? QFTA. This might piss you off. And when it was sent in, I go, "Thank you." <laughs> I've been asking for it for I feel like more than a year. I feel like I was doing this down in Jupiter in 21. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, good. And then it was a name I didn't recognize, but it's a real name. And I go, okay, let's see. So I'm just going to read it, and I'm not going to preface it so you can form your opinion as I read. Tim, with the request last week for QFTA questions that might piss you off, here's one, and I'll even word it in a confrontational tone to add a little fuel on top of the proverbial tinder just in case it sparks. You have mentioned many times before that you think you could do TMA from Florida full-time, and it not have a material impact on the show. believe this is the correct premise, but if not, feel free to correct me here. Do you really believe the quality of the show is the same when you are not physically in the same room as everyone else? QFTA with Jackson over Zoom slash Comrex works great as it's a one-on-one conversation with someone who you already have a rapport. But the nature of TMA and the members of the show playing off each other and their nonverbal cues leads me to disagree with you. It appears especially challenging for you to be able to play your role as the point guard at your best when you aren't physically present. I'll caveat this by saying... I'm not fully aware of your technology setup when on remote. Can you see the studio in Dais when you're in Florida now, thanks to Hubbard actually having a technology budget, and that I'm basing some of this on, some of this opinion on prior years at stations whose annual tech budget might have resembled the price of a hot dog. Anyways, while I hope we all get to live in our dream locations before we're old and gray, I would be curious if in your honest assessment, you've ever noticed the difference in quality of the show or if you think your bias in wanting to move to Jupiter has potentially created a blind spot for how you evaluate the quality of the show 
again, I'm enjoying the show. I have thoughts, but I'm so high on no sleep that I don't want to forget them, but I want you to go first, your reaction to that. I have a bunch of reactions to this. So I think, and I I respect the email, I think that um, it actually is not not like better, but I'm saying like if you're going to have you or Doug on on the Comrex or the machine that puts us on YouTube, um, it'd actually be better for you to be on it because I feel like you, like we know that you run points. So like you bring us into the conversation and then, you know, discussions go. And then when there's a wall, that's when you usually come in. There's like a natural cadence and rhythm to it that we're all kind of used to for doing the show for so long. Whereas Doug, a guy who is a, you know, three-point shooter, catch the ball He's and knock it down. Yeah. Greatest two-guard in the history of the game. Greatest two-guard in the history of the game is so dependent on picking up on when is the time to fire in there. And it's a little bit harder when you're not seeing visually everybody uh, on the dais. So I actually think it's if you had the choice between you on remote or Doug on remote, I think either way works. But I think it's actually uh, more conducive for you. Okay. That's Anything fine. else on that email that you have a reaction to? Because I got a bunch. And mm. some of it is kind of... A, from 30,000 feet. Right. No, I, I thought that that was the part of the question I gravitated to because it's kind of in my wheelhouse, yeah. kind of the yeah, technical so you can speak side of to things. It. Yeah, you can speak to it. I can't really speak to, like, you having a blind spot on it. Right. You know. uh, no, I, I think, number one, I, I read, I'm like, oh, good. Mm-hmm. This is finally somebody who's, like, in a text chain about the show or in a group on, you know, Facebook DM you know, comes up with theories on how mm-hmm. I'm actually an evil mastermind and they're going to actually ask me a question as opposed to like, you know, but God bless the late, great Jennings Jr. He'd go, well, people ask me this, so let me <laughs> ask you. I go, why wouldn't they come to me? Yeah. And then I read it and I go, that didn't really piss me off. That's a... It's just a... It's it's a some... it's, I think it's a fair question and yeah. it doesn't really piss me off. Right. And so it was a letdown. Now, <laughs> I like the email, I want to be clear, but when I saw the headline and the subject... I thought, this is going to be great. Yeah. Finally, I'll be able to tend to something. I'll be able to actually fight the enemy as opposed to swing blindly at the enemy. Yeah. And then I'm like, no, that's a fair question. Um, I, I think it's a fair question. What I would, would say to it is this. I, it, I'll, I'll take the last one first. Okay. Was there ever a time that I noticed the quality? Yes. Was, you were probably still in college. It was 2018 uh-huh. when I did it via Comrex. And the technology just wasn't right. as good as it is now, which is weird because it was only five years ago. But we had a couple of times where it was rough. But that was 2018. And then I did it from the same house in 2021, but I did it for six months. Um, and I don't want to say there was never an issue, but honestly, Seldom. I don't think there was an issue. Really rare. The issue was like with the leaf blower people. <laughs> That was awesome. That was good comedy. It was that unbelievable was. what was going on in that neighborhood. But anyway, um, so it it doesn't matter. And then this is what I'm going to tie into um, the, the golf money thing. Mm-hmm. I think what would actually happen, tell me what you think here, and of course the emailers are welcome too, but I guess at this point... You know, like I said, I'm asking, I'm asking for fights, mm-hmm. or I'm asking for people to go. Okay, I've heard this. Is this true? That's what I'm. It's a team recurrent inside. I said, you can, right. when you're totally fucked up at three in the morning, <laughs> send it in. That's yeah. when we're getting these erotic stories, anyway. Uh, what would ha- here is what would happen if I do indeed move to Jupiter and do the show? There will be a portion of the audience. Not just 
the uh, people who'd complain about me winning a golf <laughs> right, tournament right. as if it were rigged, a portion of the audience who would say that the show is not as good as it was because in the core, but won't say publicly, they're irritated that I, quote, turned my back on St. Louis and moved. Mm. That is what I think the biggest battle would be, which, again, would be kind of like what I'm talking about, one of these battles where I'm fighting a ghost because what's really the issue is not actually being presented. That is what I think it would be. Because I did the show from the end of December. We were probably off at that time. First week of January, 2021. Well, for mm-hmm. sure we were on the air January 7th. We Who were. could ever forget? Um, until, I think, June 10th-ish? Yeah. yeah, I remember you coming back in, like, June. Yeah. yeah. Every day. wasn't even an issue. Never. It just wasn't an issue. And there are, and have been, other shows in St. Louis in which the host was part of a cast. Right. So it wasn't like he was doing it on his own uh-huh. and was doing it from a very nice location, but it was important to him, very smart, to not ever let the audience know he was in this location and to essentially act like he was in St. Louis. Why? Because he knew that which I am presenting to you is my theory, which would cause the backlash. You turned your back on St. Louis and you're no longer relatable because you're living in X city or X region and that would cause a problem. That is what I think would be the the technology thing at this point has been mitigated. It's a it's a non issue. Yeah. I think that would there be occasional blips, I would imagine to say it would never happen. I suppose it could happen. Right. But there's so many fail safes. Oh. You know, I was on wireless, but I was hooked up and wired in when I was doing the shows um in Jupiter. Yeah. So you have a plan A, then you have the plan B is a net, so to speak. So the technology issue is, and then the, the verbal cue thing, let me touch on that, and then I want to hear your reaction. Sure, sure, sure. The verbal cue thing, or the non-verbal cue thing, that's just, I get it. I spend almost, and I didn't even realize it until I see YouTube clips now, or mm-hmm. clips on Instagram of TMA. Uh-huh. Who does those? You? Me and KG. You and yeah. KG, okay. Uh, they're wonderful, tip of the Thank cap. You. Appreciate I was just curious if he was doing them, even though he's not officially like... He does some, he'll send me some that he does like during the show, but yeah, I'd say it's about, I do probably a little bit more of those, but yeah. So Doug is looking around the studio throughout the course of the show, like looking at the person who is talking Mm -hmm. for the most part. I am constantly reading either information, the text inbox, or emails. I am looking at my laptop constantly, even while talking. The reason I, I bring that up is the nonverbal cues for when to talk or for when somebody's going to, you know, drop a, a line that will make people react, whether it be amusing or angering, that is not the way that the show works. Right. It's more about timing. Yeah. Um, and that is something, again, I did it for six months and I did it, you know, this year and it just doesn't, it just, it just doesn't suffer. But what I think going back to that. Is and then Doug did it for a week. What did he get? Get COVID a few weeks yes, ago. Yes, right, right. And it didn't suffer. No, it just didn't. And I would know. You know, there there are shows plenty of times. I'll we'll be in a commercial break on Balloon Party. I go, boy, that was today. What the hell? Right. You know. And then there have been segments where I go, Gee. and then it's not often. Right. But I can tell it's off. Like a day like today was a vulnerable show to it being super shitty. Instead, it was super weird. <laughs> um, because if I am dead tired, right. 
then I'm not on and then the ball isn't getting in the right hands or it can lull or whatever. I just, I mean, I've done it now for 20 years, so I, I have an idea of, of it. And it just, it, so it's not like I'm covering for it. If it, if I felt that way, I would say. But what I'm telling you, my theory is the backlash would be that I moved from St. Louis. That's what I think would cause the problem. But the problem is it wouldn't be said. It instead, it'd be represented the show isn't as good anymore. And then I go, well, what did you think in the first half of 2021? Was the show as good? And uh, yeah, it wasn't good then. Just didn't say anything. Right. That, that's what I think will happen. There is my thesis. Jackson, react. So. Here we go. My, Jackson my thoughts on it. So I think in years past, you would absolutely be correct that there would be a, a backlash, sort of say, of you leaving and leaving the city, not the show, but going and doing the show from somewhere else. I think that that would certainly be the case, even up to probably even this year or even next year. But I think the future of media is, I know at least like for a lot of the podcasts I listen to, they might have three hosts and all three hosts are in different cities. And it doesn't affect the quality of the show, the timing. People aren't stepping on each other. Are any of those St. Louis-based? No, they're national-based. That's where I think we got it. It's not apples to apples. This oh, is yeah. a city with a little bit of a... A chip on the shoulder. Like if it were a New York show mm-hmm. or L.A. or Nashville even. Mm-hmm. So I'm not even going to go New York or L.A. And somebody were doing the show from Nashville or from St. Louis, but the show is a Nashville-based show. Would there be an issue with the Nashville residents? Probably not Nashville. I could see New York. That could be. Oh, it would be an issue. If it was like a New York sports show. I'm just, I'm, I'm, my, my reason, my thesis being that it's based on a bit of a, you know, chip on the shoulder inferiority complex about the city going in one direction where, and that's why Nashville is a city that's already gone in a different direction, even though it's smaller population wise at the moment than St. Louis. Yeah, I could see that. I I, I hear what you're saying. And if you're telling me it wouldn't be a problem, that's wonderful. I just don't think, I think people are less and less like, I think the pandemic really changed, I mean, it changed, obviously changed so much, but uh, people like doing remote work, even in media, I think is just becoming more and more accepted, normalized. And plus, when you have a microphone that it works just as well as a studio microphone and you're still on YouTube, like there really yeah. isn't a difference. Like there isn't, is like not, I mean, I guess that there's like a, but it's so, so slight. The microphone probably sounds just a tiny bit different, not worse, but just a tiny bit different than the other ones. But truly there is no difference. And like for me, someone who, like I said, like I listen to podcasts where none of the hosts are in the same city, some aren't even in the same country. And I truly don't, like I feel like they're literally in the same room with each other. It doesn't bother me in the slightest. Now I hear what you're saying about St. Louis. It's a little bit different than other cities in America. And I totally get that. And maybe I'm not the right perspective to have on it, but I just think that's the future and people, it's kind of like an adapt or die situation where that's just kind of, people are going to be doing media from all across different countries and different cities. And that's just kind of going to be the new normal. And I'm, it for me as a, both a consumer and someone in media, I think it's great. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I do too, I, I, and I think the work from home thing yeah. is great. Now, yeah. some people don't like it. Then either then don't hire people who want to work from home, and but now some people are using that as like a chip. Like the salary might be slightly less, oh, yeah. but the work from home thing is so valuable that they would rather have that than the additional money. Yeah, and vice versa. Yeah, right. Yeah, depending on what you want. But yeah. I know some employers want people back in the building, and then people are going, "I'm going to work from home, so I'm going to work from this company now." Yep. So I've, I was reading a column yesterday, two days ago. And the New York Times, unrelatable. 
and it was talking about the population declines in the biggest markets in the country. Mm-hmm. So New York, L.A., Chicago, the Bay Area, Philly, uh, Philly, um, but in particular focused on the coast and the big cities on the coast and how they've had major decline because the cost of living went so far up right. that people, even who had good jobs, it was becoming so tough to afford. Right. Even if you were making a good amount of money. Mm-hmm. And so what they observed was that population has declined, but the population in the mid-sized markets, some of which are not on the coast, mm-hmm. have experienced population increases. Hmm. In part, because people can work for a New York or San Francisco company, right. but not live in New York or San Francisco, which was one of my observations, I believe, during the pandemic. Uh, maybe it was 2021, I suppose that counts as during the pandemic. Oh, yeah. no as to why I would buy stock in St. Louis. Again, I want to, anytime I say that, I want to emphasize it's because the stock price is low. It's not because I'm going, oh my God, we got Apple here. You know, (laughs) it's because of the stock price being low. And so therefore there is upside and you're not spending a lot to acquire the stock. That is my reasoning. So if people want to go, you know what, this has kind of got a big city feel, but also a small town feel. And I can still keep my, whatever you're making in New York City or Chicago. Right. And live Comp, much more comfortably. 100%. Yeah. Then let's live here. Mm-hmm. And I think that's going on across the country. I don't know how much of it's St. Louis. The attachment that's with St. Louis, I would imagine people think of crime right away. I don't know. Uh-huh. But I think that's one of the things that St. Louis fights. A yeah, narrative. For, I'd say the, like the outside perspective. Right. Yeah. Um, but that was one of the reasons. So I hope you're right. I don't know. I mean, at the same time, when when presented with that question, you know, the, the decision is is about the happiness of me and my wife and my children, and, and not that that's really a bold statement, but just to make sure that it's put on the table, and that's my priority over the show, as much as I love doing the show. And if it's that important to my wife and my family and myself, then it just becomes, okay, then I'm just going to do something else. And it's not, it's totally cool. There's no hard feelings. Right. Um, it's my belief. I could go, okay, we're just going to take this thing in house again. And then I'm just going to move down there. And maybe I don't make as much. Maybe I make more. I have no idea, but I kind of don't care because I'm doing what I want to do and I'm living where I want to live and where my wife wants to live and where we want to raise our children. And, and, that's it. And and if anyone has a problem with that, then I suppose that's fine. Right. But why in the fuck would you care? <laughs> it's, it's so strange. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I just don't I don't get But I know there will be some who do now I think that some of these don't like me and so then you find things to not just right, to, you right, know, so then right. we can talk about how oh, see he sucks. But like you take a step back, like why the fuck would I care? if somebody's getting the job done, yeah. It's like it's like monitoring somebody's hour. Well, if they're getting the job done, who gives a shit? Yeah. Like a salesperson, you don't really want them in the building. Yeah. Back in the day, anyway. Now you can get deals done without going to meet people. But I just don't know why it would really uh, matter. But it's my theory. When uh, when uh, Ben, who sent the email in, uh, I didn't say whether to read his whole name or not, uh, but uh, poses that question. No, I do not. Th- I truly don't. I true. And if I did, I did. Let me. I here's here's where I think the show is effective when we do remotes. I guess we haven't done it in a while. Well, we'll be doing Normandy tomorrow. Yep. Normandy's a little different with the dotum. I don't feel like that's a bad one. I thought TMA Lives were the worst shows we did. Period. 
period. But I get why we did them. KFNS didn't have a whole lot of advertising accounts. Hot Shots was spending money. And when you don't have a whole lot of accounts, you got to do whatever the client wants. And the client is in a spot where that's going to drive revenue. Client should do exactly what the client did. And the station should have hired more salespeople. But having what they had, they did what they needed to do. But we knew, Doug and I were just talking about this, uh, which is weird that we were, uh, but those just weren't that great of shows. And then it became... Yeah, the shows aren't that great. We really don't want the TMA lives. And we're like, great, we don't really want to do them either. So this is perfect. You know, it's like just an excuse to get together and and have booze on a Thursday night, which is fine. Right. But the quality of the show isn't that good. So I'm happy telling you when I'm happy that the show's not good. But I will tell you if, in my opinion, a show is not good. Right. That, of course, is subjective. But I can compare and contrast to a show that I host and when it's good and when it's not. And that just you know it just isn't it isn't impacted by it yeah and it's got nothing to do with it i what i but i am aware of it i am aware that um i believe a portion of the audience will say the show's not as good anymore because tim moved and but that's not really what the issue is because i have done probably when you add up all the time i've done shows from there um more than a year yeah. of shows from there. Yeah, I mean, just yeah, twenty twenty one would be. Yeah, I mean, six it, months. two months in twenty eighteen, two months in twenty nineteen, six weeks in twenty twenty. It was going to be two months, but we went back because pandemic had started. Yeah. Six months uh, didn't go in twenty two because our second son was born, and then we were down there for a month this year. So yeah. that's that's About a year the math. and year and some change. So that's the math. And 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 another thing, one of the things that you know you see that you see you're the only person who sees the text. I think. Uh huh. So you know when, like if one person's saying something, it's kind of one thing. Right. But if 10 people are saying something, like Iggy's breathing on Monday, and I didn't read it because I just, you know, I, it, it was so, something was so, but we were getting more texts than ever before uh-huh. on it. Yeah. We talked with the engineer about it, and I don't know what in the hell happened, but I, I haven't heard it. I haven't heard it, I haven't heard it since. Tuesday and Wednesday. Yeah, I haven't heard no, it we since. We haven't talked about it with Iggy. Yeah. Um, so, but we were talking with the engineer about levels that yeah. had nothing to do with the breathing. So maybe it's been remedied. Either way, we are aware. I am aware. There's also kind of a sixth sense with doing this when something, when a topic like, when a topic has people activated. Yep. And when a topic doesn't have people activated, it's not difficult to tell when you do this. And just get no complaints the show is the show is the, sh- the same yeah. it just is um but like i said if it actually came to a point there'd be no way to act like i, and I wouldn't act like it'd be lying to the audience that i am in st louis oh yeah you can't do that right no. so i'm but i mean it has gone on right and i don't want to say it was lying it just was kept secret when people would be right it know. just wasn't it wasn't said at the outset right yeah. right. right um i get that and I totally get it. It was smart. Yeah. But you'd see that I'm not there, and then then it would become a thing. It'd be great if you did, like, a little cheap cut out of, like, the arch in the background of, like, your wall. <laughs> like, like, you have your son, like, paint the arch on there or something. Dan Caesar would write a column, stir the pot about it. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's uh, maybe on the coldest day of winter you, we would get those texts, like, show is better than Tim was yeah. in St. Louis because people would be upset. Oh. But uh, in general, I don't. I think people... I, I, That's it. I'm so I'm kind of surprised. You at the same time are a much more optimistic and yes. hopeful yes. person than I am. Bordering on naive, but you know, yeah. I'm I'm happy. I can't change my disp- disposition. Yeah, I know. I would. I would. I, I, it's a more pleasant way to go through life than me. But uh, yeah, I mean, I also 
you know, unfortunately, as my wife says, because she hates to give me credit for it, she goes, unfortunately, he tends to be right a lot. She's told <laughs> me that before. <laughs> and it's kind of annoying. I don't, I don't like say things that are negative to like be negative. I'm just like, if, it, if this is what I think, this is what I think. Right. And a lot of it's just intuitive. It's, yeah. it's human behavior. It's right. not, that's what all of this stuff is. It's not like knowledge of any kind. It's just observing human yeah. behavior. And it's I've seen this shit. Yeah, absolutely. Right. I know what it is. All right, Jackson. Uh, good guy. Hey, send them in. I want to like give money away, <laughs> like to shake people out of their. I would. Yeah, that's a good incentive. Think so? Money always but, works. Like, what? What's a good number? Mm, that I can't answer. Because I got I've done that's well in golf do. this you, year, so you, my Venmo's flush, but I never really use it. You win the Fan Page Club Championship, and then you give then away I, the money to get people to, to finally grow a set, full circle, and send in the emails that they discuss in their group chats. Close the circuit. Let's see, what do you got in your Venmo right now? Nothing. Seriously, like nothing. As soon as it goes, do you just have enough self awareness to not say? No, it goes in my Venmo, and immediately I put it in my bank account. Oh, do you really? Yeah. Oh shit! I never let anything sit there. Yeah, that's I. I use it to play money if it sits there, so I can't let it sit. Ah, there. I see. I guess I could get the the bank uh, card. All right, here's what I got: five hundred dollars sitting in my Venmo. That's essentially golf gambling money. All right, so I will give away two twenty-five dollar Venmos. Two questions that I use that truly could piss me off. Nice. I like this. I like the incentive. Uh, is that good? Yeah, 25 bucks. That's, okay. that's dinner. All right, because I was thinking about going higher, so that's good. No, nah, I, I, that's how I always think of it. Like, what meal are you paying for of mine? I like that, too. Yeah. That's how I think about it, too. Right. It's like I won a game last week. Me and you were very profitable in a game a couple weeks ago, and I told you that was going to happen. Uh, and then we won again, didn't we? we yeah. We were profitable. Was, uh, yeah. Then I played again. And we only won $16 in a game where you could lose hundreds or lose hundreds. Right. And both of us played shitty, a guy who's a really good player and me, and he's way better than I am, and we both played terribly, and we, were, we still made $16. And I'm going, God, the fact that they didn't take money from us today. Right. We are so lucky. And I'm like, yeah, that'll pay for, pay for a pizza. Yeah, for real. You know? Actually, I think that might be the exact yeah. number. Yeah. So. Uh, so, so, all right, Team McKernan at InsideSTL.com. I'm challenging people, because I liked it. I, when Ben said, when I saw the email, I go, great. Was like, and then I'm like, God, the email's good, though. It's a good email, but it wasn't like, uh, it didn't turn the temperature Right, up. yeah. yeah. So I, so here we go. And then you get $25. I mean, yeah. what, a, what a great deal. You yeah. get to piss me off. You don't like me anyway. Bingo. Now you can anger me and get money. Yeah. Win, 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 Everybody, win. Everybody's winning in this. Yep. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Back in 2020, I was at my girlfriend's house. Is this from a balloon party listener? <laughs> I don't know. It says QFTA found girlfriend sister's nudes on Twitter. Wow. All right. Well, now I like that. Yeah, I bet you do. It's like a nice little t- log line. <laughs> Back in 2020, I was at my girlfriend's house and I was sitting next to her sister on the couch. Glad he waited three years to let this one down on us. So I, 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 I've read it, but like I said, I'm so high on no sleep <laughs> that I don't re- I only remember he's found pictures of her on some. T- Twitter account, but I can't remember where it goes. Uh, Back in 2020, I was at my girlfriend's house, and I was sitting next to her sister on the couch. I happened to glance over and see her messaging someone on Twitter. 
I could only see the name of the account she was messaging. It was like a sex page or something. Later that night, I looked up the account and see that it posted nudes and porn, but it only had a handful of followers. I decided to do some more investigating and look through the followers. I saw my girlfriend's sister in a profile picture wearing lingerie. I obviously had to check it out. I went on to see some very sexy but non-noon photos of her. Her tweets were targeting some kind of financial domination fetish. Is that called Findom? Findom. Findom, Tim. What is that about? Oh, it's a, it's a thing. It's like you is that what Paul Giamatti was doing in Billions? No, that was straight Dom. Okay. Um, no, Finn, I like that you're educating me yeah, on this. No, I got you. Um, I some of my friends hang out in some weird parts of the internet, uh, and they enlighten me on. So these what is the Fin Dom thing? So it's like it's usually people who are wealthier, but they want uh, someone to berate them, similar to just straight Dom, but about their money, like you poor bitch like even though they have money yeah that's the case it's not always the case it's not always the case they have money but they want to be like you can't even afford like to buy me dinner you little bitch and that turns them on we don't kick shame shame. it's a really important principle on this show i assume she was trying to make some money off of it i continued to monitor this page to see what she would post about a week later she posted a topless picture unfortunately that was the last picture she posted the account has been active ever since I'm not sure why she stopped, but it's probably better for my health. I have beat off to the pictures multiple times because who wouldn't? What a wonderful sentence. Right. I'll read it again then. Yeah. I have beat off to the pictures multiple times because who wouldn't? Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't think I've... You know, continue. Changing gears. I recently just started listening to 101 while at work. Uh, so it is from a balloon party listener. I knew it. I could smell it. I honestly didn't know. <laughs> I mean, I read it, but like I said, I'm right. I'm you're, a zombie right now. Yeah, you're lucid, and I have no idea what's going on. But I did read it, and I'm like, oh yeah, it's another, it's another email from a 101. I mean, how in the fuck is this going on? Love it. I though. never thought, like I, I n- kind of knew, and I think Tommy knew too. Had a programming here, that TMA people would follow us down the hallway to 101. For Smart sure. move. Oh yeah. But I never thought the river would flow back. Yeah, it's ever. nice. It's nice though. Changing gears. I recently started listening to 101 while at work. I really enjoy Balloon Party. I like to give Jackson a hard time on the text line. That doesn't narrow yeah, it down. Join the party. If the machine I operate at work had HD2 radio. There you go. Machine I operate. <laughs> like a forklift? I would probably start listening to TMA. Because of Balloon Party, I found the podcast. Oh, this is somebody who doesn't even know about TMA. Wow. But found the Tim McKernan show. This is great. A- and sent an email talking about beating off. Yeah, this is. Oh, fucking world we're entering. Welcome. We'll probably start podcasting TMA before long as well. Favorite balloon party moment so far? Oh, Mount Rushmore if you could. <laughs> He's hearing sheer panic in Jackson's voice as he says, Hello, when Tim's connection comes in and out while broadcasting from Florida. Yeah, and so there was there, a good there, point. There, there, that there did happen. That, that, did but, happen. That, but that was a... That was a. What I, was going on that day? That was I, I uh, could give keep the, up the great work, guys. And he didn't. I mean, his name. You can see his email here, but I don't know. his name is Caleb. Caleb, I, thank you. Welcome to the show. I could give the full explanation, but it would firstly bore people because it's so technical. I'm interested in hearing. I got to be it, honest. Since I was on the show, what so was there was on? confusion about we have different pots, pots, and setups. Or was it called Opal One, Opal, Opal Two? Is That's what, what we I should be Opals. using. We were using an access. That's that right. Usually, what we use for a Comrex, but this is a different situation. The connection That's wasn't right. as reliable, so eventually figured it out to be on Opal, and since then we've had no issues. Doug was on it. Opal 100%, no problems. And he yeah. still was in Sunset Hills, which of course is a great American municipality, right. unlike Jupiter, which is... For the heathens. And Thank then, you. Uh, yeah, and then when we did that with you on 101, it was seamless. So, 
um, that was the that so that wasn't like an issue of that like could be a concern down the road. No, How'd you was, spot that this was a balloon party guy? I don't know. We were talking about balloon party texts we're sending in Iraq stories and something about yeah. But this was sent in well, Monday. Think about it. Tw- if this was in 2020, why would you wait so long to send it in? Balloon party figured it out. <laughs> you know, I don't know. Well, you were right. I could smell it. Doesn't, it. it doesn't matter how you picked up the towel. You yeah. picked it up. Yep. Um, all right. I know what to say about beating off. It's great. Yeah, um, good for you. I don't have any thoughts on that. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what to say. I don't know. I don't. People do post nudes to Twitter, though. Uh, Ella Reese does. Yeah. There's like a porn side of Twitter. Is that right? Yeah. It's interesting that I don't really follow that. Yeah. It's... I follow attractive porn stars. That's all I, that's, that's my kink. Mm-hmm. My kink is attractive porn stars. Wow. And they all kind of look, yeah. <laughs> but like Lisa Ann, when I remember she was saying one time, she goes, yeah, your, your thing is attractive women. And I go. <laughs> As opposed to. Right. But I guess with what she's experienced, there's some guys are like, I don't care what she looks like as long as she's going to piss on me, you know? Right, yeah. See what I'm saying? Yeah. So you, yeah, so uh, that, okay, I hear you. You don't necessarily go for category, you go for looks. Right. Whereas 100%. some people are like totally like, I need to see. Right. Like, and this, hey, uh, God third. bless. Like yeah. I think uh, Chairman Stephen Wildwood says he's into the babysitter thing. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that. I, it, it, hey, great. Whatever gets, but, but for me, that's my thing, which I agree with you. If you're hearing that, it's like, oh, you like attractive women. Wow. What a fucking show. Yeah. But yeah, that's, that's my thing. And, uh, and it was interesting that Lisa Ann made the observation that I like attractive women. <laughs> but, 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 but when she was saying it, I understood what she was saying because she's used to like, hey, can you, you know, tell me how small my cock is, <laughs> you know, and I'll pay you $200 to do it. You know, she's coming from a world of experience. Right, yeah, yeah, That yeah. I'm sure plenty of people who are listening to this are going, what in the world kind of observation is that? And I believe that's where she's coming from. Yeah, I can. I, I see where you're saying. The cockpit rating thing is a cottage industry on the OnlyFans. Boy, yeah. And he, apparently, it's not like tell me how big I am. It's tell me how small I am. Yeah, what for a some fucking deal. Yeah. No, that, I was texting with Caden about it, and I said, "What is the deal with this cock rating thing? What? No, that you guys are making ridiculous amounts of money, and guys send in pictures of their hideous penises. Yeah. Their hideous. I'm sure there's like." Fupa's over him too. Well, he pulled up. Yeah, he lifted up for the image, and and tufts everywhere, oh, yeah, and say, "Hey, what sure. do you, hey, what do you think? Yeah, here, here's a hundred dollars, and they want you to tell tell them how small it is. What a! But again, I feel like I'm getting on the verge yeah. of kink shaming. Yeah, I was gonna say I felt really uncomfortable because you started kink shaming. But um, what I would say to that is, I'd first of all, I'd love to see the rubric in which the ratings are done on, like the scale. Um, well, I think the business model is they know that they want to be told that it's bad or small. That's yeah. the kink. Like if if you go, oh, that's monstrous, they'd be pissed off. Who's our girl that plays golf and does stag? Oh, Gabby Carter. Gabby Carter. Great I would, swing. By I would way. love to maybe be in the room when someone's like, hey, Gabby, like we're playing 18 and 130. And she's like, sorry, I have 72 cocks to rate today. Put that off. Can't and, make and, it. And, and, and I'd, I'd be curious on that. Gabby never got into the OnlyFans game, and now I think she's That's pregnant. A huge mess. I know. I don't get that. I think every porn star should be on OnlyFans. It's it's, just, it's absurd. It's so easy. The money. Yeah. Like Lisa Ann talks about that, where she's like, "I just put old scenes well, up she, there." Well, because she owns all her content. Sharp Another, lady, yeah, super sharp. And so she just re sends it out. It's such easy money. Oh my god. Yeah, and it's the wave. People are doing it. I, Can I'm, you imagine if I could go? Oh, here's a clip of you know 
Doug going to the DMV, you know, send me ten ninety nine on yeah. OnlyFans. Unlock this oh, for ten dollars. God, how great would that be? Yeah. Um, yeah, so we, we don't kink shame. I'm glad that she's into Findom. I don't really follow that either, but I want to make sure that I support it. Uh, as somebody who's into attractive women, yeah, you know, maybe well, I can't relate. Yeah, you. This, this is a legitimate Larry King article <laughs> incarnate here. <laughs> ah, I like hot women, yeah, period. I mean, we went from I have beat off to the pictures multiple times because who wouldn't? Changing gears. I recently started listening to 101 while well, I really Changing gears. You're just kind of ending your thought. How did he find this? Caleb, how'd you find this? Because if he's... So was he listening to the podcast before 101 or TMA? I mean, that seems no, like that's... No, he had been listening to 101. But he said, I recently started listening to 101. Huh. Maybe he's just recently started listening to radio in general. I don't know. He's been beaten off. Yeah, maybe so he hasn't had a chance to yeah, share this been... 2020 story. Thank you for the story. Please send in more and, and see if you can piss me off. It might be $25 in it for you. Mm-hmm. Hi, Tim. I've heard the running jokes about your dad owning stations and hiring you, but I'd actually like to know how much influence your dad has had on your career. I remember you saying you spoke to him before one of the moves, maybe to KFNS, and he said, they're both shitholes, Timmy. <laughs> Go with what you know. Uh, to correct the quote, and I was living in my place in Grace Loft downtown, so I can still picture where I was when he said it. Ah, oh, Timmy, they're both shitholes, and if i got to be in a shithole, I'd rather control my own destiny, so I'd stay at 1380. That's what he said. Senior. And the ownership of TMA was born in that moment. Probably, with the benefit of hindsight, one of the most significant moments in the show's history. As, as, weird, yeah. as weird as that is. Yeah, and I've never really thought of it that way, but now that I'm rehashing that moment, that's what I'm thinking. How has he helped you throughout your career, either with advice or anything else? Wow, this is a good question. We go from the guy beating off to his uh, girlfriend's sister on Twitter to this. Um, so Jackson, I know you're very close, and I would it sounds odd to say, but a big fan of your father's. Yes, that's a yeah, that's your guy. Very important person yeah. in my life. Yes, absolutely, and that's a great thing. And I would imagine a lot of our listeners can uh, can relate to that. With my dad, I, the thing that with my dad that um, that I was aware of, but only kind of after the fact, is that there was a belief amongst. I've talked a little bit about this on this. It's a very strange thing. It's not how I'm wired. And that is in some portions of, and I don't know if this is across all sports media, but I feel like St. Louis sports media, that there's like, and I don't know if it's still going on now because I don't leave my house and I'm <laughs> only here and driving ranges. But back then there was like this jealousy thing. Right. As opposed to what I've said before. If I saw somebody who did what we do was making like way more and go, Oh fuck, that's great. Cause now the bar has been raised. And when my contract's up now, the bars, it's a great thing. Like if you're a ball player, you want that. Or if you're, you know, if a sales guy and now somebody's going to get, you know, X percent higher commission. Now, yeah. you know that that's, that's the market price, right? It's a good thing. Yeah. But in our little world, and I say, cause it's kind of past tense and the guys who I think that way, but older out of it or whatever, I don't know. I don't know. But either way, this jealousy thing mm. and caddy. Yeah. So when I got the job at CAMOV and I was 23 years old in March of 2000, I didn't know this. It didn't even cross my mind. I don't think it crossed my dad's mind. There were some people who I guess had applied for the job oh. but didn't really do television, <laughs> which I know sounds weird. 
but this is what happened. I don't really fucking care. Who were like, no, he only got that job because of his dad. But my dad sold radio at KFNS, and this is fucking KMOV Television, a CBS affiliate that's owned by, I believe, the Belo Corporation, which since sold, I don't know who owns it now. And it was a CBS O&O, which means owned and operated by CBS. Mm-hmm. My dad's selling advertising at KFNS. Yeah, I don't necessarily see the correlation there. But it was a thing. And I had no idea. Yeah. Now, it wasn't, it wasn't, Alan Cohen was the general manager, New York guy. Steve Hamill was the news director. I think he might, I was a New York guy also. And then he went on to be news director at uh, a Belo owned station, I believe, in, in Washington, D.C. So you can imagine the importance of KFNS to them. <laughs> <laughs> Top priority, it sounds oh, like. Oh, my God. But this was going on. Now, again, this wasn't going on in the public. Right. But it was going on in this little catty world of, like, the handful of people in St. Louis. And not everybody, by any means. It's not like Mike Bush and Steve Savard were saying this. But, like, kind of the guys on the, you know. Yeah, on the precipice, yeah. The, the periphery of the yeah. whole thing. And and the theory, or not the theory, like, it became, like, a gossip thing that only, he only got that job yeah. because he was... His dad's the same, and I'm like, oh my god, that's so strange. Like, and I and I, and like in this case, I knew that wasn't the case, but I was like, why? Why do you dislike me? I mean, I went to Little Rock, Arkansas. I put in time. I left St. Louis, went to the University of Missouri Journalism School. I had a, fortunately a number of opportunities, both out of school and there, as I detailed my pursuit of East Lansing and Roanoke because I just needed to get the fuck out of Little Rock. And I was, and I came back home and it became, like I said, I, the word I keep using is catty, bitchy. It was, it was, it was gross. Yeah. And I wasn't aware. I mean, and it, it was, and again, public wasn't aware of it. it was a, it was a very small, but it was a thing. And there was this uh, message board. It's now defunct. I can't remember what it was. Like stlmedia.net or something like that. Ugh. Oh, yeah. That sounds like a oh. toxic haven. I mean, Is this where it, people was, talk it was, about it was, it was Reddit before Reddit. But it was a bunch of, you know, it wasn't like, I don't know who was making the most money then. I have no idea. I don't I really don't. In yeah. 2000, it was probably a television person at that point, um, I would guess. And TV people were making some good money, I think, at that time. I think they were making better money in eighties, in the eighties, and nineties. But either way, whatever. So it was like, it, it, it was like like the Mean Girls table, on, uh, but for like pre Reddit Reddit for St. Louis media. Uh, yeah. It wasn't like fans of St. Louis right. media would was, gather, like, but they would represent themselves as fans and then shit on each other behind anonymous names. Oh God. This is where all my shit comes from, man, especially when you're dealing with it at 23 years old. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and the internet's brand new. You know, it's the wild, wild So it's not West. like he sucks. Right. Which is fine. That is fine. That's fine. It's now he only got the job because his dad's the general sales manager at KFNS, which also shows how clueless people are about the business. And I thought that in the moment, and now having been around it, and now having worked for corporations, not just this one, but working for corporations before, the Little Rock station was owned by Gannett, which used to own KSDK. I don't think it does anymore. Uh, as I said, Belo and then Meredith were the names of the companies that owned KMOV. 
I think I worked for another corporation along the way. But it, but either way, I mean, I was almost almost went to KMOX, which was uh, Entercom and now called Odyssey. Had some dealings with Emmis. These are these the people who manage these businesses are managing millions, sometimes hundreds of millions or billions of dollars. The last thing on their mind is, oh, across town at a 500-watt radio station, this guy's dad is the general sales manager. Therefore, we're going to hire his son and put him on the air on our completely unaffiliated television station. But that was a thing. And so... At an early age, at a young age in the business, I, it was something that, you know, I got to take myself back to that. But I know, I'm like, the fuck? And then back then, I would read the shit. Now I just go, whatever. Right. Say Again, whatever. It just the internet. But I didn't have, you know, I mean, it's my first job. No. You don't have the situation, go, okay, fuck off, whatever. Yeah, and kind of the beginning of the internet, certainly. And uh, and it was, it was absolutely hateful. So then the time comes... And Greg Marisek, who owned KFNS in 2002, got together with me. Um, he was a member at Algonquin. He's since passed. Um, and I guess when Missouri, this is before your time, but Missouri made it to the Elite, the elite Eight in 2002 as a 12 seed. Mm-hmm. They played in San Jose. They beat UCLA on Thursday, and they lost Oklahoma on Saturday. And it was so weird because they were playing for a berth in the Final Four, and there were the building I felt like was 25% occupied because it was an early start on, you know, Pacific West time, West, yeah. San Jose, California, and it's two Midwest schools, yeah. Missouri and Oklahoma. It was just a bad setting. Missouri missed a bunch of free throws and they lost to Oklahoma. Anyway, um, I did some hits with Mike Claiborne and Bob Ramsey, I believe, who at the time were hosting the, the afternoon show in KFNS. And I guess they went well. We kind of fucked around, and it was fun, and I was doing the hits, updating them on the Missouri run in the NCAA tournament. I had went to Albuquerque the week before where they upset Miami and Ohio State, and then I was out in San Jose for the UCLA and the Oklahoma games. And then I guess they liked that, and then they asked me to come, and I believe Dave Green was leaving being on air with Rich Gould and Jay Randolph Jr., and they wanted a replacement, and they wanted to see if they wanted to hire me. And... I'm like, yeah, I'd love to do that. That sounds great. Yeah. Was making, at that time, not way less, but a decent amount less than I was making from television. Uh-huh. I wasn't making a lot doing television relative to what I'm sure the public thought right. somebody was making doing television. And Greg Marisek asked me to do it. Now, on that one, I would certainly understand why people would say, oh, he got that job because his dad was the general sales manager at the radio station. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, I'd been in the market as a sports anchor for two-plus years at that point. But I still would understand. That one I can absolutely understand. Right. Now, if you think that I'm still... <laughs> the product of nepotism. <laughs> That's, hey, I'm, I'm sure there are some people still harboring it, I guess. I don't know. I don't see it ever, but, you know, feel free. Um, and so, And I even think Jay thought that, mm. which is interesting considering... Right. His situation, ah, you yeah. know? Oh, okay, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, you're right. But I think Jay at that time, Jay in 2002 when I started working with him, was such a different guy both on the radio and during commercial breaks than the Jay who you absolutely knew mm-hmm. and who we think of when we think of Jay, which is just laughing and just right. not giving a fuck because right. it was his main job. Yeah. He was making a lot of money. 
um, at that for that time. I think he might have been the highest paid guy in KFNS because of the live read and the endorsements, and it was golf boom, yeah. and he was the golf guy. Right, right, right. And you had the Tiger effect, and golf course are coming up, or he was killing it. And uh, and so I think he might have thought that Rich Gould, God love him, uh, decided on his own that he was only going to work four days a week, so he just stopped showing up on Fridays, didn't tell anybody outside of us. Nobody said anything in, in, to management until like a month in. <laughs> it was kind of like office space with Lumberg. Yeah. Uh, Peter, mm. um, yeah, yeah, we are working today. And then he goes, well, you can fire me if you want. Yeah. And they fired him so he would go out of his way to come in and collect the con- the money he was still owed <laughs> to just wave at everybody. And then he'd wave at us and walk. <laughs> While we're doing this show, I Rich mean, the guy's unbelievable. Absolutely, he's a buck smoked pick on, yeah. on Rich. So that's how the show started. And I'm sure if you said that now to people, they go, "Oh, there's a show where Tim's working with Jay Randolph Jr. and Rich Gould." They go, oh, well, yeah. "That had to be sign me up." Oh yeah, but it. But the thing, the thing that's weird about it is, I was just starting out, and I was also doing TV, and TV was my priority. Yeah. And so it was that absolutely was complimentary. But the way radio was, and I think to Hubbard's credit. I remember Kiowski saying this to me one time, John Kiowski, the market manager here. Uh, we aren't in the business of being somebody's, you know, second paycheck. Mm-hmm. You're either all in or you're not in. Yeah. And I get that. Yep. And that's that's something that, that is important to them here. So I don't think you have, I mean, TV now is a different situation than 20 years ago, but I don't think you have, and maybe I'm missing it, somebody who does network affiliate local television and then also does a radio show here i don't think and i might be totally having a blind spot i guess i could go through the roster it's not too tough yeah it's not i mean jamie rivers and brad thompson but brad thompson's not full-time anymore and jamie rivers will have to miss some shows but it's not like he's monday through friday anchoring he would be the closest thing to right so with that all said that was the deal then and then when in 2004 um this they sold the station killed it and my dad absolutely deserves credit for that because that was bought because of the cash flow and mm-hmm. what that thing was billing which is insane you know i mean it's it's insane it was also it was a different time but uh that that's a credit to him and that sales staff and yeah. that that's why it sold for what it did and uh this group from atlanta came in the tough and cool guys as the cat called them and uh they paid it just to say it now is they paid $13 million for that station. $13 million for that station. Jeez. $13 million for that station, which is, you know. God. Yeah. Has there ever been a higher value, like, at any time? Of KFNS? Yeah. Absolutely or, not. Or, like, almost any oh, well, no, AM I mean, station across. Oh, I mean, you got to take KMOX out of the mix because right. that's, that's a, a, that's a different, different thing. thing. But, but like, yeah, I, can't, I can't imagine. But, again, that was because of the sales. Right. Like they were buying. It wasn't about the signal. Right. It was about there's it's a sports talk station and a great sports market yep. bringing in a bunch of money. Because keep in mind, the Rams were still hot at that time. The Blues were in the playoffs every year. And the Cardinals were really good. And there wasn't really a sports talk station. There was no one-on-one ESPN right. at the time. Right. And it had a bunch of money. But when they came in, they wanted to put their own GSM in. And I remember they were, <laughs> this is a classic Tim Sr. story. I enjoy it. I enjoyed it then. I even enjoy it more now. The GM, who producer Joe hated and wouldn't talk to when I was with him after he fired him, even though I do believe producer Joe should have been terminated for, for what he did. For cause, yeah. For insubordination. <laughs> um, said to him, uh, 
that uh, and my dad was leaving. And he goes, we really want to work it out. We really want you to stay. And he goes, okay, well, here's what I need. And he goes, well, then you'd be making more money than me. And he goes, Evan, I'm worth more money than you. <laughs> well, I think I did the impression perfectly, too. I kind of dialed it in there. <laughs> and he was 100% right. Right. Now, some people don't like that type, but he knew he had that value. Yeah. And that's why I always say, we get credit for playing a role in killing those guys. And I guess that's nice. But it wasn't this Tim McKernan that ended that business. It was that Tim McKernan that ended that business. Right. That's the one. That's the one you should have kept. I'm, you can fucking put other people on and cost less and, you know. But he was the guy you needed. Yeah. And he just had a way. He taught us a work ethic. I bitch about having to bust tables at Pietro's at 13 or 14 years old. And I still vehemently disagree <laughs> with that. But he taught us a work ethic. In a way, I'm grateful for it. In a way, I feel like I'm carrying it with me now because I can never fucking stop. Yeah. But it's ingrained in me. And he got it, I think, from his mom because she went from hanging out with Red Shandine's wife and Stan Musial's wife one day to having to work at Famous Bar on King's Highway the next day because her husband, my grandfather, dropped dead of a heart attack and... They needed money. Mm -hmm. And she went from, you know, this is, you know, this is when Red Shanings and Sam Musial lived in South City. So this is certainly a different time, but that was the time. And so, and, and she grew up in the depression, obviously. And so it was a different mindset. And so my dad always said, I've had a conversation with somebody who used to work with us at Inside STL recently. And the way I, I always live like it's a recession. That's the way now that led to us not necessarily living extravagantly, mm-hmm. but we certainly were never living above our means. Certainly didn't have, you know, didn't want to have nice cars, didn't care about it, viewed that shit as to be a, you know, look at me kind of thing. Probably why I have the feelings I have towards look at me shit on social media. But he taught a work ethic. And as far as his ability to lead a sales step, I am telling you, I still, I mean, I don't even know if there's a, a week that goes by here where somebody doesn't ask about my dad. I mean, you just saw it with Keith oh, yeah. in here. He just did. Um, and I, 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 the guy I saw growing up would, would confuse me why people would talk about him because he was so exhausted from working his ass off Monday through Friday. All he wanted to do was relax on the weekend. Uh-huh. And so I'd be like, God, this is the guy people are talking about is like this, you know. Right. And I, for the life of me, and then I got a chance to, I guess by definition, he worked for me. I never viewed it that way, but I suppose he worked for Inside STL. So I got to, I was down the hallway from him and selling Inside STL and TMA on Inside STL. Ooh. I mean, that's sinking some 50-foot putts. Yeah. That's not, you know, selling the yeah. race show or 101 ESPN. Right. Uh, and that's not to say that it's easy anytime. I'm just saying... You know, like he always says, I'm sure he, he may have said this to you, Timmy, I had three stooges wrestling at the chase and roller derby. <laughs> yep. If you ever met him, he said that and he'll tell a story. That's what he had. He didn't have great programming to sell when he was right. at Channel 11. But uh, when he was selling TMA or inside STL or both when we were in the same building at 19th and Locust and he was his office was down the hallway from mine, the soundproofing was phenomenal so I could hear it and he would make... I mean, I don't know. I, I feel like I might be undershooting it, but like 25 calls a day, just cold calling. Yeah. And he just turns it on 
And I just be like, you know, the on-air people get the attention, but this is the ability that makes the whole world go round in the industry. And that is what taught me, which is why I guess some of the salespeople here appreciate that I appreciate them. But I realized, and I remember listening to Stern, and I kind of subscribed to his gospel, he goes, you motherfuckers think because you're on air, you're so hot shit. He goes, you don't mean a thing if you're not bringing in money. And the sales staff's the one who's going to be bringing in money. So you got to make sure you're working with the sales staff. Mm-hmm. I'm like, God, that's kind of like, it's so obvious once you yeah, see once it. Yeah, once you see it, yeah. But I know starting off, I'm like, I'm on TV and I'm 23 <laughs> and I'm on the radio yeah. and, you know, and people know me in St. Louis. And you know, nobody fucking cares beyond right. like 5% of people in a relatively small market. So you make your bones by generating revenue and mobilizing an audience. That's the name of the game. And so I got to see that. Um, and he was just, he was so, and he loved it, though. He loved it. That's another thing. So as far as his influence goes, there was a time uh, in which he told me, he, he asked me, he didn't tell me if I ever thought about going to law school. So this must have been my latter years in high school or my early years at Missouri. And I don't know why, because it kind of came out of nowhere. We were at Steak and Shake uh, on Chippewa, kind of by Ted Drew's, late night. I wonder why, what the hell we were doing. It's so weird, but I can rem- remember it. And I was just so dead. I'm like, I'm going to call Cardinals games. I mean, it's like, I appreciate it, but, you know. Yeah. No, no, don't worry about it. I'm going to yeah, call Cardinal games. Like, I mean, like, what? No, like, I mean, I... You know, I had to be at least 17 years old, so you gotta, you can't really kind of just write that off. Yeah. You gotta know a little bit better. He was telling the story. I was over there, at my parents' house on Mother's Day. This teacher, because my son, surprisingly, is causing shit at school, uh, and uh, and and he goes, "Oh, I remember Miss Eddie with you." <laughs> Goes, your mother was about to have Kevin, so she's in the hospital. And I, you come home with a note from Miss Eddie, first grade. And it's, and you know, I guess I just was asked to give this. It's an envelope, so I, don't, I probably couldn't read anyway. So I hand it to my dad, and it says, please call regarding your son at in my class. And my dad says, I call your mother, but she's about to have Kevin. And she says, you're going to have to handle this because I'm going to have a baby. So I got to call this lady up. (laughs) Thrilled. (laughs) And she wants to meet. So I walk in there and she goes, no, normally it's the mother who handles this situation. (laughs) Well, my wife's about to have a baby. So here I am. She goes, well, your son, we just don't think he's ready. And I was the youngest kid in the class. And Uh so, you know, and she said, he's very, uh, I would, I would move back and forth during prayer, but that's because I saw this eighth grader who I thought was super cool do it, so I was now mimicking yeah. this eighth grader. Yep. And I uh, said I didn't take that seriously and that I was disruptive in class. That's certainly on brand. And that she thought I needed to go back to kindergarten. And uh, so my dad told this story. Of course, I don't remember it. I was five. Uh he came home. He's like, God, I'm going to ruin this kid's life. I don't know what the hell to say to him. <laughs> Your mother's in the hospital. And he said, Timmy, you're causing problems. Miss Eddie, who was a former nun, so amazing that we didn't hit it off. Uh, Miss Eddie says you're causing problems, and so they might need to send you back to kindergarten. And he was worried how I was going to react. And... I said, well, Dad, that's fine. I don't need to go to school because I'm going to play for the Cardinals. 
<laughs> so the confidence is not shifted in, no. in 38 years. Right. Still think, still, still might still, get a chance. I yeah. mean, I did have that cup of coffee in fantasy camp and yeah. hit the slow roller to the chiropractor from But you Red beat Bud. it out. You beat it out. Well, it was an errant throw from the second baseman trying to turn two, and the fact that they even had a chance in their minds to turn two yeah, is rather a, damning. That's, a, that's unfortunate. Yeah, it's rather damning, but it did win the game. Uh, so, yeah, so that his influence, you know... It is I now see it? It's more direct, but I don't. I don't know if I appreciate. It's like my parents have a great marriage. Mm-hmm. I get the sense yours do too. I don't want to put you on the spot, but I get that do. sense. But if you don't know any better, you take it for granted. Right. See what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So if that's all you know, just like parents who or kids who grew up in a divorced house or living with the mom or living with the dad, I was talking with my buddies about this over the weekend. And he goes, oh, God, that's that shit's the worst because now you got the mom bitching about the dad all the time to the kids and the dad's bitching about the mom to the kids. Mm-hmm. All... Pit them against each other. Yeah. Sucks. Oh, yeah. my God. And that's what you're dealing with at a young age and you don't know any better. So yeah. that's one of those things. Well, that's all I knew. And so that's all I knew with him. And now I go, okay, I, I, I had this guy who in this industry in St. Louis – was, you know, I mean, a general sales manager at a television station, a general sales manager at a sports radio station. And for a time, albeit a brief time, was being blamed or given credit for my career as a way for people who didn't like me to take a shot at me. And so it got to a point where I said, I asked him, uh, I said, hey, Dad, I got to ask you. I said, did you have anything to do with me getting the job at Channel 4? He goes, oh, shit, Timmy. <laughs> you think Alan Cohen at Camel V gives a fuck what I think? He goes, hell no, I don't even know the guy. I think I met him at Passing one time at the lunch 20 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. But it was a real thing. Yeah. It was a real thing. And as far as the uh, the they're both shitholes thing, had an opportunity to do Afternoons at KFNS, and 1380 was out of money. It was owned by Simmons. And they said, you can stay, but you're going to have to sell it all yourself. And I'd also have to pay Doug's salary, the cat's salary, producer Joe's salary. And that meant we were going to have to now bill at Inside STL two times, maybe two and a half times, 2.25 times, what we would average bill. And I'm just like, oh, my God, how are we ever going to do that? Yeah, right. Which now knowing what that number was, oh my God, holy shit, that was profit central. But I didn't know it at the time. And uh, and keep in mind, I mean, the people who were, it was my dad and Melissa Marr. And I guess producer Joe was no longer selling because he was back at the station, I guess. But maybe he sold after he got done doing the show. I don't recall. This was 2009. But KFNS was going to pay me like 30% more. I mean, it counted. It wasn't just like a little nickel and dime thing. But it would have broken up TMA because Doug and the cat both had to do TV. And uh, and so I remember asking my dad for advice, and his words were, Oh, Timmy, they're both shitholes. So if I got to be in a shithole, I'd rather control my own destiny. And that was how I turned down KFNS, which mm-hmm. irritated the gentleman I called to tell him I wasn't coming. I also think he was stunned by it. <laughs> and... Uh, and and stayed at, at 1380 at the time and that is you know 
since then, we really haven't, quote, worked for anybody in the way that people would normally work for a radio station. But we still are beholden to the radio station owners or corporatists. So that that was and and I just remember seeing some interview and I feel like it was on Howard Stern. It might have been with Lisa Ann, by the way. Oh, really? I've never put that together, but I think it really might have been because who else would have owned their content and talked about the importance of it at that time? That I made sure it was put in my deal that Inside STL owns the intellectual property of, of TMA. And that is why you can hear segments from huge. whatever. And it was just kind of like a... Yeah, and, they're, and they're like, okay, sure, we don't give a shit. We just get to keep you guys, right. and we don't have to pay you motherfuckers. Right. This is great. Right, and 10 years later, that's the name of the game. Oh, my God. Keeping your own IP. Right. I mean, those car daddy girls, what, netted oh. $60 million because of it. So that's why, you know, and I guess everybody here kind of knows the situation, you know, it, it, and I'm not saying, like, I guess if I could stay at Hubbard for the rest of my career, you know, be great. I don't have a complaint in the world. But, you know, if they're like, you really want to move to Jupiter, we get it, but we don't want to set a precedent with allowing talent to move because then other people are going to want to move. And we get your deals different because you own your show, but we still don't want to set the precedent. Or, you know, we're, who knows what the situation could be in the future. And I might just go, you know, I just want to do TMA and just going to move and yeah. no hard feelings. I, get, I, get, I do get that position. Mm-hmm. I do get it. You don't want to open up the floodgates. I get it. Um and if that's the case, then that's that, that. But that that decision of owning the IP became, you know, in again, kind of like Sound Story, an accidental business move. Right. You know, it right. wasn't it wasn't planned. But in my dad's mind, we would control our own destiny with the sales. And to his credit, uh, and to I believe Melissa Marr was that she had to have been there at the time. Um, you know, we made it work. We made, we were, I think we were cash flowing within the first month. And again, I look back on it, I go, God, that was ballsy. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it yeah. wound up working just like the thing with, the, with 920 and personally guaranteeing, you know, money I absolutely didn't have at that time. Uh, so putting my house in the line. Right. It's crazy. But I didn't, th- but in my mind, the same stupid confidence of, well, yeah, I don't need to go to school. I'm going to play for the Cardinals. <laughs> I had, when I was whatever age I was with that deal, 44? No, it could have been 44. It was a decade ago. 34? I don't know. Whatever the fuck it was. 37. Uh, going, yeah, it's going to work. Right. And it wasn't, wasn't like a, there wasn't like a voice in your head saying like, well, it was just like. What was the risk? Yeah, I, I mean, it's, I, I, I ran it by people whose opinions I certain Now, at this point, you know, so many people see and check things. I don't want to say so many people, but I multiple people that uh, in my mind, but they're like, yeah, you're going to be able to, I think the number we needed to do was, I shouldn't do the number, but, and, and yeah, and, and, and looking back on that, what would I do differently as, as talented as that, that lineup was full of talented people, mm-hmm. you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, now, if that situation were to come, I wouldn't do it. And it's not, none of it's personal. Right. It's just the reality is TMA drove the revenue. So then most of the money was coming in from seven to 10 but obviously you had expenses oh, yeah. from 10.01 all the way through 6.59 a.m. Mm-hmm. And so that kind of became my realization when we were looking at buying KFNS. It's like this is a model that doesn't work 
the model needs to be built around the thing that's driving the revenue, which, but I was in a weird spot. Like if John Kiowski or Tommy Madden or anybody else who owns and operates a radio station were to say that, they go, well, of course. But I was in the weird spot because I was the host of that show. So then it became like, oh, you're playing favorites with your show. Yeah, I could see that. But it, you know, it's, 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 it's math. It's, and then yeah. here, here are the downloads. Here are the Statistics, streaming numbers. It's yeah. in a different, I mean, you saw those podcast numbers and right. what, you know, so, yeah. So I guess, the, I don't know, but uh, huge moment. So, yeah. So if anybody goes, oh, he, he's a good businessman, I'd say no. I mean, all this stuff I stumbled into, you know, mm-hmm. um, and so but it just always goes back to trying to surround yourself with good people and trying to get away from the ones who aren't. Right. So avoid that, that's, that, that would be, if I could apply to anything, surround yourself with good people, and then if you notice somebody's problem, you know, get away or, you know, just, you know as quickly as you can because yeah. they can poison the room, yep. and that can be a problem long term. Um, but, yeah, my dad spotted some things before they happened, kind of the Marlon Brando uh Al Pacino scene. Garden scene, yeah. Yeah. Spotted some things. Would love to tell the story. Can't. <laughs> but, <laughs> but he saw some things coming. Ah. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I mean, it, you know, an incredibly entertaining guy who um, I didn't realize was one of any, you know, one of these people that if you met him, he he left an impression on you, you know, because of the the personality, and he's just I don't know. He has that he has that ability, which I absolutely do not, <laughs> absolutely not. I've got the height and the hairline that he's got, right? But uh, the personality uh, that is all his. Uh, Jackson, there it is. QFTA in the books. Wide variety of topics today. Uh, you can always email yours, especially now. We are yes. offering twenty five dollars to piss me off. <laughs> Do you think do you, what do you, you think we'll get it? Yeah, I think oh, I think we'll get attempts. I don't know if we'll get success. Okay, but I'm very confident you'll get plenty of attempts. I guess I'm now going to up the challenge here. In this sense, I don't know what can piss me off. Like truly piss you off? Yeah. What if someone starts with um? Yeah. Or so, are you not going to talk about? So, so the way the way I look at that is, I'm like, oh, I feel badly for people. Like, and I know they're really doing it as a joke on this, but like when I see that on Twitter, I'm like, oh, I oh, see it. oh, I'm just like, you know, I know you're missing some things, and I feel badly. It's, I don't feel badly, but I'm just like, oh, you're kind of lost. Or I see it's from like a burner account. And it's right. like, okay, so now that's but, yeah, but then that person who's got the burner account, right, right, There's is a, obviously missing is a sex or yeah. money or whatever. So I, you know, I, I don't know. But so, so if I'm sitting here saying I don't know that you can piss me off, that should, yeah, that should inspire, right? Yeah, be like, oh, well, dust the, yeah, dust the wood off this take right. here, right? So fire, and you get money. Yeah, yeah. I did, the if, gauntlet has been thrown down, is it not? If this doesn't get it, Tim, I don't know what will. Yeah, I don't know what will. Team McKernan at InsideSTL.com next week. QFTA could be uh, one ah, for the ages. Ah, and my inbox will be intriguing as well. Plus, now 101 listeners are emailing in that they're beating off. Right, which is great. I knew that they were, but it's great to hear confirmation. 
Yeah, that caught me. That was a curveball that you spotted. I didn't pick up the rotation early enough. Smell it on him. Unbelievable. Thank you to Ryan Kelly, thehomeloanexpert.com, for sponsoring the studios. Get refinanced with him. Ryan was on this morning and talking about how uh, mortgage rates are dropping. Perfect time. This is home buying season without question. Uh, And then once you get your home, get it from uh, insurance from James Carlton, 314-961-4800. Go online at carltoninsurance.net. If your insurance costs a leg and an arm, call James Carlton, State Farm. He's my insurance agent. He should be yours as well, the customer service section. To none. Mark Hanna, Evergreen Wealth Strategies. I had one of those Mark Hanna conversations last month. I just can't say enough about him. Yeah, I can't say enough about him. Yeah. Can I t- I'm, can I get a share here? You want me to share? I always like when you share it, Tim. So we were talking about some decisions I'd have to make. And he goes, The thing is, somebody told me this, and it makes all the sense in the world. What would you do once you retire? And if you're already doing what you would like to do when you retire, then theoretically you're already retired. Do you follow that? I realize it's kind of all over the no, map. I, I, I get you see right. what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I would still do, I said this a few weeks ago. I said, whatever, if somehow I stumble into a bunch of money, I still for real would want to do TMA. I'm right. dead serious. Like Doug talks about it. Not yeah. that Doug's saying he's got a bunch of money, but I think Doug could probably shut it down if he really wanted to. Yeah. But he enjoys doing the show. But he ran from TV the moment he could. He wanted to run from KMOV. I don't think I'm talking out of school anymore. My first day there. <laughs> and I'm like, fuck, this is my dream job, and this guy wants to leave. So damn jaded. <laughs> Holy shit. And so did the producer. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. And I thought, God, that's such a perfect way to look at things because yeah. I really I do feel that way that's really that's yeah I mean, just a little that's just uh Mark Hanug, it is yeah. that's he's just got such great perspective uh get more perspective by calling 314-889-0503 go online at evergreenstl.com uh the forecast Jackson looks glorious for uh, Dotem tomorrow wait. and the next week let me make sure it's still looking good and it is God, just nothing but high 70s and low 80s. How do you do? Yeah, wow, wow, money. wow. It's yeah. ball striking season. Boy, howdy. Uh, but it also means it's getting warmer. Make sure your air conditioning is firing all cylinders with Seth Goldcamp and Design Air Heating and Cooling online at designairservice.com. And finally, I'm going to ask St. Louis Acura and Alton Toyota online at stlouisacura.com and altontoyota.com, the official automotive provider of the Tim McKernan Show podcast, TMA. And the presenting sponsor of Balloon Party and all of the listeners who email in to tell us of their masturbatorial habits, which is wonderful that that's now happening. Uh, it's, that's just outstanding. Yeah. Didn't see it coming. Nope. But you saw it. You it. saw it. I could, I could tell. Uh, 314-252-0029. is the number for Munganest. It's a secret number for our listeners. Call, text. Uh, Jamie Burkhardt, Clayton Patterson, Peter Munganess, the great people at Munganess, St. Louis Acura, and Alton Toyota. Jackson, anything else you want to say? We've got to go to a fourth show coming up in six and a half hours. Yeah. And then we wake up early, and it's a dotum day. It's yep. a dotum day. Yeah. It's, uh, I'm load managing myself. So yeah. any takes I might have, I'm going to put in the holster. You're going to put them in the holster for tonight at Maggie O'Brien's That's in right. the next couple of days. Uh, all right. Thank you, as always. And now you've been challenged. Piss me off for $25. Yeah. I don't think, I honestly don't think, I don't know if you can. It's, this is like a carnival game. Like it, a, I, yeah, a state like, fair. Yeah, like I'm like in the dunking booth. I yeah. don't think you can, but I, but that's, I, I, I really hate to say it. That shouldn't, but it should light some fires. But I got to have a blind spot because they're like, people are going, oh, I'm going to fucking come at you with this. And I know it's going to get you going. Yeah. But I don't know what it is. No. You don't have the balls to say it either. I don't know what's, <laughs> I don't want, 
work with you. I'm not looking, I'm like, oh, how, what can I do to piss Tim off today? Right, but I don't know what it is. And then does that mean that I'm like a sociopath? Well, that I have no. I think those I might are be. bigger questions we <laughs> yeah, have to ask. Yeah, we'll tend to that next week. Yeah. Here's the great Anthony Stalter walking by. Uh, time for us to shut it down for Action Jackson. I'm Tim McKernan from the HomeLoanExpert.com studios. This has been the Tim McKernan Show.